Shabril, who is sponsoring for his father as we learn through the halachas of Kibbut of the Aim. And uh, we'll see as we go, that's not so much this morning's topic, but we will, in the coming weeks, we'll talk about the concept of Kibbut of Aim in a father's lifetime, Kibbut of Aim after the father has already passed away, after 120. And um, not only that, we have the, the, just the, the Brill family is such a beautiful example to the whole community of Kibbut of Aim. Of the, uh, we have all the generations over here, the Shalshelis Hadoiris of the Brill family, the, the fathers, the sons, the Enoch all performing beautifully, Baruch Hashem, Kibbut of Aim models for the entire community. So Shkayich for the, for the sponsorship, and let's get into uh, continuing the Halachas of Kibbut of Aim. So this morning we were going through discussion of here in Shulchan Aruch, of what's called in the Gemara, Mishal Ab or Mishal Haben. Who's got to foot the bill for Kibbut of Aim? Who's got to pay for the expenses? And you know, I, I, as we saw, I have to take care of my father, I have to feed him, I have to clothe him, to make him coffee, make him food, prepare things for him just the way he likes it. Who's got to pay for all those things? And the mask of the Gemara, the way we pass in the Shulchan Aruch, is that's Mishel Ha'av. The father has to foot the bill. The father pays for all the expenses and not the son. And um, we saw this morning in Shulchan Aruch that there's a bit of a discussion over here of, uh, so what happens though, you know, uh, um, in a situation where even though the halacha is, the strict halacha is, the money comes from the father, not from the son. Does that mean that the son isn't supposed to spend his money? If he's in a position to, to foot the bill, does that become the appropriate thing to do? But you, what about using his uh, tzedakah money, his meiser money, when he can afford otherwise? So that's what we're going to discuss this morning, how that plays itself out in practical halacha. Um, <clears throat> the starting point, again, the starting point is... The way we pass, and based on the conclusion of the Gemara, is Kibbut of Aim is Michel Ha'av. The father has to pay for the expenses of Kibbut of Aim and not the son. What does that mean, though? What, 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 what's included in, uh, in, in uh, expenses that go into Kibbut of Aim? What are called Kibbut of Aim expenses? So there's a famous story. Um, it's brought down in a lot of different places. A Maisa with Reb Chaim Brisker that uh, someone in Brisk went over to Reb Chaim and said, you know, my father wants me to visit him. Reb Chaim said, okay, very nice, keep it up aim, you have to go visit your father. We mentioned that last week. That keep it up aim is mechaiv, a certain, uh, you know, hierarchy of where we should be. Ultimately, really, keep it up aim wants us to live in the same neighborhood as our parents. Says, our parents like to have us nearby, so keep it up aim really says you should live near your parents. If that's not feasible, it's not always feasible for me to live where my parents live. I at least should visit them occasionally. If that's mamish not feasible, I should call them on the phone occasionally. You have to be in touch with the parents. You want, want to try to be close to your parents because your parents like it when you're close to them. So there was a certain story where uh, someone went over to Chaim Brisker and said, my father wants me to visit him. He didn't live nearby. This fellow lived in Brisk. His father lived somewhere else. And uh, Chaim said, okay, very good. Keep it up to go visit him. He said, yeah, but my father doesn't want to pay for the train ticket. Doesn't want to pay for the train. So I just want to, I came to... Um, to, to the Rav, for a psaq, that I don't have to pay, because I know that the Gemara says, that it's Michel Ha'av, my father has to pay for the ticket. I just want to be able to go tell him that uh, I got a psaq from the Rav, that I'm very happy to visit you, but, but, uh, but uh, you know, you need to pay for the train ticket. I'm waiting for the train ticket in the mail. As soon as you send me the train ticket, I'm going to come visit you. So I just, I would like to be able to have that psaq, that I don't have to pay for the ticket. Chaim said, you're absolutely correct. You don't have to pay for the train ticket. Start walking. Go hit the road. Go hit the road. Hit the road and start walking. So what was he saying? He's saying you don't have to pay for the expense of taking the train, but that doesn't exempt you from going to visit your father. So find, if your father doesn't want to pay for the ticket, find some other way to visit him. But you have to go visit him. And if your father is going to be and not pay for the ticket, so you have to go pay for the ticket yourself because you have a chiv to visit your father. 
And uh, the expense that's incurred of, of, of uh, taking the train, technically speaking, the father has to pay for that, but that doesn't exempt you from actually going, going to visit your father. So uh, at, the, at the end of the day, that, that is uh, what Reb Chaim was saying, is uh, he really does have to pay for the train ticket if his father refuses to pay for it. Because we don't view that as an expense of, um, of uh, taking care of his father's needs. That's just a substitute of the son going and personally visiting his father, which isn't incumbent upon the son. What are the expenses that the father has to shoulder, that the father foots the bill? Those are expenses like of, of, of taking care of the father's needs, what we call parnasasa, his food, his drink, his living expenses. That comes from the father. But the, 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 uh, anything that has to do with me giving my, um, uh, my, my parents um, <clears throat> uh, uh, covered beguf, we saw that Lushan last week, my bodily, physical uh, covet, like me coming to visit them, so that's a different cheshven, and, 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 and we don't say Michel Hav in, in, in those circumstances. So this is really, so this, this, this story of Reb Chaim Brisker is brought down, we do take that seriously in halacha, so we don't say, the, you know, parents are a place where you, are they're, they're overseas, or out of state, and you have to go visit them, you have to go fly there, so we don't say, okay, when you send me the ticket, I'm going to come visit you, we say rather, I am on my way, and I'm coming, uh, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay for the ticket. That is, we, we do take this, this story seriously and, and hal- halakhically. Um, and that kind of does set up the parameters for this idea of Michel Av as opposed to Michel HaBen. We, are, we do distinguish between your father's living expenses, your parents' living expenses, and things that I have to do physically, personally, bodily. And we saw last week that I have to feed my parents, I have to escort them, I have to walk them, accompany them into Shul, out of Shul, they need help, I have to assist them, we saw that last week. And we have this week, their living expenses, the food itself, the food, they have to pay for the food. The rent, they have to pay for the rent. So that gives rise to a very interesting question. We were discussing all the way at the end of last week's discussion, uh, what happens once parents are getting older in their years and they need assistance in their living, they, they can't live independently anymore. Let's say, let's say that happens um, they need help. They, they need someone uh, present. They need, they need to be living together with somebody else. What do you do in such a situation? So Kibbutz of Ema says that the ideal is that parents need help with their, they need, they need uh, assistance in their, in, 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 in um, you know, just in, in, in basic uh, functioning and in, 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 in uh, just taking care of the everyday uh, ins and outs. So a, a child should be doing that personally, physically, bodily, for his parents. He should be doing that himself. He should be doing, doing that himself. That's ma'chilu, ma'shkeu, ma'chnisoi, ma'itzioi. That's helping them in, helping them out, feeding them, clothing them. That's what Kibbut Aim requires us to do. Take your parents into your house. It's not always feasible. It doesn't always work out. Or child is not always necessarily so, so um, you know, thrilled about that. So thrilled about that. So when it comes to, let's say, child says, I just can't take my parent into my house right now. I'm going to find I have a beautiful assisted living facility. There's a lot of other from Yudin over there. Beautiful place. They have activities. They have great food over there. They have a lot of, a lot of excitement over there. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to check my parents in over there. Who has to pay for that? Who pays for the assisted living facility? That comes Michelle Av or Michelle Abed. The child has to pay for that or the parent has to pay for that? So on the one hand, one would say, well, you know, the halach is Mishal av. 
that the parent foots the bill for kibbutz Avay. Not my child, I'm, I'm, I'm not the child, I'm taking care of my parents. I'm, I found a very beautiful, very nice place, assisted living facility, retirement community, a beautiful, beautiful place for them to uh, spend their happy golden years. They have to pay for that, though, not, not me. It's not so posh. Not so posh. There really, there has to be an itemization and a breakdown of what the expenses are. All the food and the rent, that's Michelle Av, because that's their parnasa that's taking care of them. I don't have to pay for their food, I don't have to pay for their rent. But what about the attendance? What about the people that are helping them get, the, get, get helping the parents get dressed? They're helping the parents walk around, the people that are looking after their, their physical needs. That's machilu mashkeu machnisa maitziyoy. That is, is, is a substitute for things that I really should be doing. I should be helping them get dressed. I should be helping, I should be feeding them. I should be helping them in, helping them out. And now I have attendants that are doing all those things. That's not called Mishallah Av anymore because that's a shliach that's doing my needs. That's someone who's doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That's technically speaking Mishallah Ben. So it, from a, 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 a strict technical starting outlook over here, when a child um, finds a place for their parents to spend their happy golden years, do you say the whole thing is Mishallah Av and they pay for the, for the entire bill? Not necessarily. It's not so simple. The, really, it should be a, a breakdown between their living expenses and their attendance ex expenses. Anyone that's attending to them the way I really should be attending to them, that's really my expense, not their expense. However, that further has to be qualified with another question, which is, are they really my shluchim, those people that are helping them out in the assisted living facility, are they doing what I should be doing? Meaning, should I really have been, should I be taking them into my house? And meaning, am I obligated to take them into my house? Sometimes you are obligated, sometimes you're not. And this also connects directly with what we were discussing last week. We have an obligation to take care of our parents' needs bodily, physically, to attend to them. That means if in their happy golden years they get to a point where they need assistance 24-7, they need someone to be watching them, they need someone to be looking after them, they need someone to be helping them out, I really should be doing that. But what if it's not going to work? What if it's just not going to work because of the, my family dynamics, what I have going on at home, because of Shalom Bayis, because of the way the dynamics work in, in the relationship is just not going to work. It's not going to work. And it's not me being petty. It's not me, me being selfish. It's not me, be, not me saying I need my space. I just can't be bothered right now with my parents. No, it, there's a real ser a serious consideration of I, I, I just can't do this. It's not going to work. It doesn't work within my Shalom Bayis. It doesn't work with my own relationship with my parents. It's just I, I, it's not going to work. So there is a time and a place where we say the son is no longer obligated to take his parents in even though they need someone to attend to them. They need someone to wait on them and to look after their physical needs. There are circumstances within which the son is exempted. He's putter. He's putter. Because of all the aforementioned, um, you know, cheshbonus and, 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 and arguments. If the son is putter and he's not obligated to take his parents into his house, then we don't say anymore that this retirement center and this assisted living facility is my agent, is my shliach, because I'm pater. At that point, the whole thing can taka come, the entire expense can come from the father and not from the son. So one has to be very careful on, 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 on several grants. Let's, let's maybe summarize this, this mini topic over here. When is, when, when, if and when the situation should arise that one's parents, you know, again, in their happy golden years, need to, be, uh, need to have someone looking after them, can't be living on their own anymore. My immediate obligation is take them in. If you can take them in, take them in. And that, that is what Chibaravim was Mechaivas to do. If I could take them in, but I'm just trying to 
trying to, uh, trying to shirk my responsibilities. It's not convenient for me. It doesn't, it's not, you know, I just can't be bothered by this. I don't want to have this in my head. But really, I could do it. And I get them to agree to be nevertheless uh, sent to a assisted living facility. Since I really could be doing it, I really should be doing it, then in terms of the, managing that bill, it really has to be broken down in terms of distinguishing between their food, their rent, their living expenses, and their attendancy expenses. The, the expenses that are really covered, that, that have to do with people looking after them and waiting on them and assisting them. Because that's really my obligation that I have to be paying for. I can't send that bill to my parents, but their food and their rent and all that, that's their bill, that's their living expenses. If it's just not possible for me to take them in because it's going to disrupt my shalom bayis. It's going to disrupt my own... My, it's just, I, I'm not capable of having so many things on my plate. I just know I can't do it. And I spoke this out with someone and I have everyone's agreement. I can't do this. Then I'm, I, I'm exempted. I'm, I'm puttered. I'm not shirking my responsibilities. I'm not hiring the assisted living facility to do something that I really should be doing. And therefore, now the entire bill can come from the parents. Okay, so that's how we look at that sogyo of, uh, of the happy golden year sogyo of, of uh, you know, what, what, what happens when a parent needs a little bit of assistance, who has to pay for that? Um, what? Yeah, so well, I mean, the halach is always, uh, if the parent wants to pay for it, the parent has, has the means to pay for it, the means to pay for it are set up. I, I'm not, I'm never obligated to go ahead and say... I'm Dafka going to pay for it. Let's speak that out as well. Michel Ha'av as opposed to Michel Ha'ben, and Michel Ha'ben as opposed to Michel Ha'av, never means that when the son is obligated to foot the bill because it has to do with, with um, his, uh, his own personal obligations. You know, what if the father says, I, I want to pay for the ticket. I want to fly you in. I, I want to give you money for this. I want to, you know, thank you so much for taking time off on your Sunday afternoon to come visit me. Here's $100. You're not obligated to give him the money back. You're allowed to take the money, so... The same thing would, would certainly would, would cover, uh, would, would extend to a, if he has money to pay for it, I'm not obligated to not take that money. What? If he insists on paying, am I allowed to say I insist on not taking the money? You can do it if you want to do it as long as it's done in a respectful way. You have to do it respectfully. Um, okay. Moving forward, um, so the Shulchan the, the, the Aruch told us that even though the halacha is that your father's living expenses come from your father, not from you, um, if, 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 however, if a child is in a position to take care of, it, of his, of his um, parents, then... Um, And the father does not have the money to take care of himself. Then we saw this uh, discussion over here with the Mechaber and the Ramah. What was the son exactly obligated to do when the, the son is in a position to help? But the, father, the father's money is tight. Things are tight for the father. Things are very tight for the father. So the Ramah, and it's... It, 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 it's uh, we saw in the Nice Kalim over here that they say that this is really, could be there isn't really even a debate between the Ramah and the Mechaber over here. The Ramah tells us that if the father is uh, in a difficult position, things are tight for him, and the son has money to help him out, 
And he could either choose to give his father his own money from his own pocket, which he has, or he could choose to give him tzedakah. So the breakdown is like this. Um, Someone is in a situation, A, where his father does not have money to take care of his own expenses. And B, the son does have money, but C, the son chooses to give his father tzedakah money. A curse shall befall him. We give him a curse. Meaning, even though, technically speaking, um, taking care of my father, helping him out, giving him his, his, his living expenses, I don't have to pay for that. He has to pay for that. But what happens when he can't pay for it? So then I have to help him out now. What, where do I get those funds from to, to help out my father? So if I myself am in a difficult position, I can take my own tzedakah to help out my father. If I'm in a difficult position. But if I am comfortable, I'm well off, Baruch Hashem, and my father is not, and I have money to help him, and I choose to give him from tzedakah, so you get a special curse. So what comes out in halacha is that his son is not, supposed to, is not supposed to use tzedakah funds to help out his father when his father doesn't have money, unless the son himself is really on hard times himself. So let's speak that out a little bit, because what has to be discussed is, is the ins and outs of this, and, and meiser money, can his son use meiser money to help out his father? Can he use tzedakah? When can he use tzedakah? When can he not use tzedakah? When does his curse... Applicable when is it not applicable? Again, we're talking about a situation where a child can see that his father needs help right now. His father, his father uh, can't pay for his own living expenses. So um, we're told that if the son himself doesn't have money, he, he can use tzedakah. Okay, so that that's that's that that is uh, immediate and that, that that's very straightforward. If the son though does not need to use his own tzedakah money. Then, it, then he's not. He's, we're being told that it's a very, very bad thing for him to use his tzedakah money. Why is that? Why is Tava Meir? Why does he get a curse for supporting his father with his tzedakah money, with his tzedakah guilt? So the Mefarshim say that the curse is it's, it's a bazain. As you're making your father, your own father, you're treating like an ani. Your father became like an ani. You know, someone uh, uh, like an Ebuch, a shnor. To make your father into a shnor, so that's that, that's Tava Meir. That's, that's a bazain to your father. You can't do that. <clears throat> That's obviously, as, 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 as the Ramah tells us, when the son has, means, has money on his own. If the son doesn't have any money, then of course your tzedakah has to go to your father before it goes to anyone else. What about miser money? Can a child use miser money to help out his father? And you get the same curse if you decide to use miser money to help your father. But before that, let's take a step back. What, what are we talking about altogether when we say that, you know, don't give your father tzedakah, and, and which would lead us to a potential discussion of are you allowed to help your parents out with miser money? Sometimes, you know, can, very, 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 uh, especially in our day and age, this could be very motu, um, uh, very common. Um, you can have a situation where, you know, the child is married with his own family, Barksham with his own parnasa, and his parents are still making chasnas. His parents are making chasnas. His parents are making chasna after chasna. And it's, it's tight. The situation is difficult for one's parents. You see, my parents, are, you know, I, I, they may be taking out loans for these chasmas. I want to help them out. I have a certain amount of tzedakah money that's set aside. Ramaz tells me that you can't use tzedakah for your parents. What about a situation like this where you're helping out your parents make a chasna? So the Pais can say that the Shulchan Aruch doesn't apply to such a case. You can certainly give your parents tzedakah. Not only mice, you can give them tzedakah mamish, money that was set aside for tzedakah. You can give them that to help him out make a chasna. Why? Because the whole discussion over here is a discussion about kibbutz of aim. And kibbutz of aim is, again, their living expenses. Their parnasa taking care of them. But their secondary expenses, like them marrying off children, 
That's not their living expenses. That's not their own personal food and drink and rent. That's them trying to help out people that they're helping out. So I'm helping them help other people, even though it's my siblings, their children. That's not called a kibbutz of, of, of aim expense. So say the poiskim, that's not over here, it's not helping them like make a chasana, which could be very, very mutzvi, very, very uh, uh, relevant application of this, is, is, is not within the scope of the discussion of Shulchan Aruch, that you, you can give your parents whatever you want, give them tzedakah, give them meiser, mamish, even tzedakah money, to help them with, with, with making a chasana, is not what's being discussed here, because we're, we're talking about um, the discussions limited for their living expenses, and, and um, everything that's covered by the halachas that we had last time, about machilon mashkeo. That's right off the bat. So what about, okay, so tzedakah, you can't use tzedakah to help your parents out, but that's only when it's talking about their immediate primary expenses, not secondary expenses. What about miser? You know, I see my parents are having a hard time with the rent, having a hard time paying their food bills, and I want to give them miser. Tzedakah, you can't give them if you can afford to help them from your own pocket. You're not allowed to give them tzedakah. It's a bazillion. What? So tzedakah means tzedakah money that was set aside. Right, like the pushka. You have the, the, the pushka. Right? Because he collects a certain amount of money, you know, the, the, the Shabbos, for the Shabbos left, things like that. It's a lot of money that you have set aside. I was menadib, like, before Yom Kippur, I, I was makabal, I'm going to give $1,000 to tzedakah. Stam, I want to give money to tzedakah. So that's, that's what we mean by tzedakah funds, as opposed to the regular miser. Um, what about giving your parents miser? Can you give your parents miser to help them with their immediate expenses, their primary expenses, their own living expenses? So there's a discussion over here amongst the Paiskim, and there is a little bit of a debate in, in the modern day Paiskim. The uh, Yanka Leblois has, has a safer in Hilchus Tzedakah. He's Makel. They bring down, so Ravosner is Makel in, in this area. Others are Machmir. But it seems the common consensus of Rav Paiskim is to be Makel and that one can use Meiser money to, to help out their parents. Part of the argument is that Meiser, we relate to Meiser usually as a minigan and not a chiv. We don't look at Meiser gelt the same way as we look at, as, at tzedakah money. Another reason uh, for that, that, that uh, this is justified is that generally the way people calculate their Meiser is, is most of the time we look back at the, at the end of the month, we, we look back at our expense and we make like, a, you know, we bounce the books. How much did I give out? How much did I help people with? What was my income? Oh, look, so I already covered 70% of my mice was already covered this whole month by things that I gave out. So, you know, again, a person sends his father a check. To, his father needs help with the rent. His father needs help with, uh, with food. His father needs help with Shabbos. So I look back at, at, at the previous month. I sent my, my parents X amount of dollars. I put that against the 10% of my income. So it's ma- not mamish like taking tzedakah money. It's just calculating your miser. So that's the general consensus of the Paiskim is that one could use miser to um, help out their parents. Um, <clears throat> one could use miser to help out their parents um, and it's different than tzedakah money. And again, even tzedakah money, one, tzedakah money that, that, that we're told you cannot use that to, um, to, uh, to uh, help out your parents with their expenses. That's only immediate expenses, direct expenses, not the expenses of... Um, of uh, like making a chasna, something like that. Uh, we'll wrap up with one last point over here. Um, um, what do you do, let's say, um, when, when, as we were told in Shulchan Aruch, if I have money, extra money from my own pocket to help out my parents, um, I help out my parents if I don't have to give them tzedakah when they can't afford their own living expenses. What about if it's, um, who comes first, my children or my parents? My kids are my parents, in terms of helping someone out. I have extra money. My kids need money, my parents need money. My kids need money for their living expenses. My parents need money for their living expenses. Who do you help out first? You have a certain extra amount of money. Again, we're not coming onto Tzedakah yet. We're not coming onto Meiser yet. Who comes first? 
So the, uh, the way that this is navigated in halach is as follows. It depends on, 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 on uh, the children that we're talking about. If we're talking about kids that are still living at home, i.e. they're still dependent upon me, they're living off of my table, they're soymech ha-shulchan so they come first because they're dependent on me, I have to raise my kids, I have to take care of them, and uh, how, uh, that comes before my parents, even if my parents need money, because um, Michelle Ha'av kicks in at that point, so I have to take care of my kids first, that, that has to do with my own expenses, that, that has to do with my, taking care of my needs. Once a person's kids become dependent, they leave the house, they get married, they're not dependent on me anymore, but I send them extra money, yumt of time, extra, I send them extra money. There's Shabbosim, once in a while, I like to send my kids extra money, and now I have this, this, uh, this um, you know, um, conflict between sending my parents extra money, sending my kids extra money, at that point, Kibbutz Aim kicks in and says the, the parents come before the kids. So as long as your kids are still dependent on your table and they need, you know, they're off in yeshiva, they're still dependent on you. You're paying their tuition, you're paying, uh, you know, for, 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 for their needs, you're sending the money, extra money goes to them. Once they're not dependent on you, then the extra money goes to your parents when they need that extra money. Okay, um, we'll conclude with a hashkafic point. We spoke out a little bit of hashkafa last week from the Sefer HaChasidim, how to look at Kibbutz Aim, that a person has a responsibility to look at his, their parents as superstars. You have to admire something about your parents. You have to find a place where they shine. Mishel Av and Mishel HaBen. One of the most central halachas over here in Kibbutz Aim is that it comes from the father, not from the, the, the son. That applies not just monetarily, that applies emotionally as well, psychologically. And we said that ideally you're supposed to take your parents into your house when they get older. But you can't always do that. It doesn't always work because of the dynamics of the relationship. And ideally a person is supposed to visit his parents, call his parents, spend time with his parents. But what if it's emotionally distressing, psychologically distressing? What if it's an abusive relationship, Rahman al-Islam? What if, what if it's, a, you know, there, 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 there's a, a codependency or a dependency? It's a mental, psychological, emotional drain on me to take care of my parents. We say the same exact thing over there. Mishal ha'av alay mishal if taking care of one's parents, giving them time, giving them, uh, you know, emotional, emotional space is a drain on the child. At the point that it's damaging the child's psyche, the child at that point is actually patri's exempt from kibbutz of aim. Because we say, Mishal Avala Mishal Ben, I'm not chayiv to foot the bill. I'm not chayiv to pay the monetary bill, the financial bill. I'm not chayiv to pay the emotional bill. If taking care of one's parents becomes, unfortunately, a drain, emotionally, psychologically, the child is potter, because it's the same principle that Mishal Av. I don't have to pay for that. I don't have to let myself become an emotional wreck if that's what happens when I have to deal with my parents. And this is one of the major things that has to be taken into account. Again, when we talk about taking one's parents in, is there a drain emotional, psychological? Is there going to be a major drain on me? If that's the case, then... That's Michelle Av, Michelle Ben. I'm not chive to pay for that bill. I'm not chive to foot that. If it's not going to come as a result of a drain and, and, and a toll on my, on my nerves, certainly that, that's, that's, that becomes my obligation. But this is, again, one of the, uh, one, one, one of the um, factors that has to be taken into account in all these situations. And uh, it, is, it is something, it's a real factor. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real cheshben. Um, Certainly does have to be spoken out. It has to be, sometimes a shayla has to be asked to make sure that the line is being drawn, you know, appropriately. You know, can't, are you capable? Are you incapable? But if, unfortunately, it does develop that there is that type of a toxic relationship that's going on in a, in a parent, and with the, between the parent and the child, that we do regard as Michelle Ha'av and not Michelle Ben. At that point, the child is exempted. Okay, everyone should be well. Thank you for joining. Have a wonderful week.